Father, great I am. And Jesus, we ask for your guidance as we dive into your scriptures. We ask that you wash us with your scriptures, with your word, and give us divine revelation. Give us dreams, give us visions after we take in your word, Father. For, for your word is truth. Your word is life and light. Your word is, is love. Allow us, Father, in the holy name of Jesus, to be revealed through your Holy Spirit the many layers of understanding. Give us wisdom and give us understanding. To understand these scriptures in our own way, in our own personal way, and what it means for our lives, Father. For you have given us guidance for our whole lives. In the holy name of Jesus, we know we just have to take that leap of faith and to truly ask for your guidance. And today we ask for your guidance. And I ask that you speak through me to give true understanding to your word and your scriptures. In the holy name of Jesus, we say, Amen. Hallelujah. And so, on the last sermon, we were talking about prayer, and we were um, reading about how um, Jesus spoke about prayer in a certain way and, and how to pray. And so, he talked about the hypocrites and how they pray and how they do certain things to get attention. And so he said to do not be like them, for they love to stand and pray in the synagogues. This is in, this is in Matthew 6 and 5. And he said, when you are praying, do not heap up empty phrases that the Gentiles do. He said, for your father who sees in secret will reward you in secret. And he said to pray then in this way. Our Father in heaven, hallowed be your name. Your kingdom come, your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread and forgive us our debts as we also have forgiven our debtors. And do not bring us into the time of trial, but rescue us from the evil one. So, you know, he's saying to pray for us to be rescued from Satan and to, and to forgive. And so we went into James... James five thirteen, and there's a a, a a verse here that's called the prayer of faith. It says, "Are any among you suffering? They should pray. Are any cheerful? They should sing songs of praise. Are any among you sick? They should call for the elders of the church and have them pray over them, anointing them with oil in the name of the Lord Jesus." The prayer of faith will save the sick and the Lord will raise them up and anyone who has committed sins will be forgiven. Therefore, confess your sins to one another and pray for one another so that you may be healed. The prayer of the righteous is powerful and effective. Elijah was a human being like us and he prayed fervently, that means consistently, that it might not rain and for three years and six months it did not rain on the earth then he prayed again and the heaven gave rain and the earth yielded its harvest my brothers and sisters if anyone among you wanders from the truth and is brought back by another you should know that whoever brings back a sinner from wandering will save the sinner's soul from death and will cover a multitude of sins and so we keep hearing god saying that this 
this praying that we that we can pray over others, that they can be healed, that we can place our hands on others, that they can be um, lifted, and that Elijah prayed vigorously, prayed intensely, prayed consistently, and this this prayer, praying consistently, what that can do, and what that can affect. That he prayed that it that it wouldn't rain, and for three years, three years and six months it didn't rain, and so. Me and Ashley have have seen this, this um taking taking effect, you know, in our own personal lives. When we we prayed to God about um, you know, just having more stability in our home, having more stability, um, dealing with our our children and how, you know, our children, we um wanted them to um, to 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 listen to us more, to calm down a little bit, and so he he gave us, you know, he pointed us to these to certain scriptures. And uh, we discovered the order of our home, and and, and how as as husband and wife we we um there were certain things where certain um things we were taking care of where we were out of our role, and so we embraced that role as husband and wife. Me working as a husband, and my wife taking care of our children, attending to the home, and um, of course me providing. And so once we 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 um engaged in that, and we talked about this in one of the earlier sermons, um, we saw much more of a balance with our children with our home life with our interactions and it's we prayed for that and God immediately gave us that he immediately gave us um, the the solution to that and and so many other things went along with that you know our relationship um, just blossomed as a, as a result and so um you know even in other examples I have a friend of mine who's going through some things and you know he's dealing with a deep deep depression and and some schizophrenia and um i've been praying for him you know i talked to him on the phone a while back and you know he just just wasn't there you know his personality wasn't there and so i've been praying for him consistently 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 and so i called him um about a month ago and he he he, he was way more in touch he was made way more in tune he sounded way more confident he sounded way more um there his soul was there and, and I could I knew that God had had done that just as God had, had done these things for us and so that prayer really is effective just as um, James is saying here the prayer of the righteous is powerful and effective and so in this next um, sermon Jesus is, is is saying again you know he's talking he, he goes into fasting and he starts talking about um, that the hypocrites pray and fast in a certain way for attention and for reward from the world, and so um, we were we were um, reading about Hannah, Samuel's mother, and how her consistent prayer um, resulted in the birth of Samuel, and and, and a couple other examples, and so there's one thing that. God pointed me to that when we look at these things that's that is standing in the way of a lot of our, our people and it's such a small thing that has become such a big thing and God really wanted me to share this with everyone that we're we're dealing with this. And so this is in this this verse is in um, Luke ten 38 through 42 
and it says now as they went on their way he entered a certain village where a woman named Martha welcomed him into her home she had a sister named Mary who sat at the Lord's feet and listened to what he was saying but Martha was distracted by her many tasks so she came to him and asked Lord do you not care that my sister has left me to do all the work by myself tell her then to help me but the Lord answered her Martha Martha you are worried and distracted by many things there is need of only one thing Mary has chosen the better part which will not be taken away from her and so he's saying that Mary has chosen to listen Mary has chosen to give her attention to God Mary has chosen chosen to to, to be attentive to what Jesus is saying and so Martha is distracted by many things and so this is what's going on with with us we are distracted by many things we're distracted by many tasks um, that we have to do instead of stopping what we're doing and listening to God being obedient to God abiding in in him abiding in, in Jesus you know whether it be you know football basketball you know um even sometimes it, it, it could even be be our, our children sometimes and so um you know at our church we go to a church here in um in, in south dakota uh, uh a united pentecostal church and um the pastor was sharing some things with me and he said that you know sometimes you know parents will even you know pinch their children at the height of a sermon and cause a distraction you know, so there are many layers of distractions and, and sometimes we distract ourselves. And, you know, I was talking to our children earlier about that, about, you know, sometimes how we, we distract ourselves with things. We, we create distractions, but God's word is, in, is always in the back of our head. And until we learn to focus on his word without interruptions, without without distractions, um, when we do that. Things so much things become so much clear, so much more clear, so much more precise, and so much easier, you know. And I know, I know we can, uh, me and Ashley, can um, testify to that in our own lives. And so, when we're looking at concern and fasting, and this is in Matthew uh, five, no six, Matthew six, sixteen. Starting at 16, it says, um, And whenever you fast, do not look dismal like the hypocrites, for they disfigure their faces so as to show others that they are fasting. Truly, I tell you, they have received their reward. But when you fast, put oil on your head and wash your face so that your fasting may be seen not by others, but by your father who is in secret and your father who sees in secret will reward you. So, again, the theme of um our father who sees in secret your father who sees in secret will reward you okay so god rewarding us for for this for for doing this in secret and focusing on it we have that focus we cannot be distracted by it and so when we're praying and fasting we we have to be disciplined we have to be focused we cannot be distracted and so the other part of this again is he's talking about 
the hypocrites disfiguring their faces, making it known that, to, that they're that they're fasting, that they're that they're not feeling, they're not um, doing the most desirable thing. And so, when we go into um, back into Zechariah, Zechariah um, talks about this in detail about what this looks like. And so, it's called hypocritical fasting condemned. It's a it's a a short um, piece that talks about this specifically and it's very interesting what's being said here and so it says in the fourth year of King Darius the word of the Lord came to Zechariah on the fourth day of the ninth month which is Chislev now the people of Bethel had sent Sharazer and Regamelech and their men to entreat the favor of the Lord and to ask the priests of the house of the Lord of hosts and the prophets, should I mourn and practice abstinence in the fifth month as I have done for so many years? Then the, then the word of the Lord of hosts came to me, say to all the people of the land and the priests, when you fasted and lamented in the fifth month and in the seventh for these 70 years, was it for me that you fasted? And when you eat and when you drink, do you not eat and drink only for yourselves? Were not these the words that the Lord proclaimed by the former prophets when Jerusalem was inhabited and in prosperity along with the towns around it? And when the Negev and the Shephelah were inhabited. And so when he's talking about in the previous, the former prophets, there's a, um, there's a particular verse. And I think it's in um, Isaiah that talks about um, fasting and how um, the fasting and actually it's right here it's Isaiah 58 okay it says shout out do not hold back lift up your voice like a trumpet announce to my people their rebellion to the house of Jacob their sins yet day after day they seek me and delight to know my ways as if they were a nation that practiced righteousness and did not forsake the ordinance of their God the acts of me righteous judgments they delight to draw near to God why do we fast but you do not see why humble ourselves but you do not notice look you serve your own interest on your fast day and oppress all your workers look you fast only to quarrel and to fight and to strike with a wicked fist such fasting as you do today will not make your voice heard on high is such the fast that I choose a day to humble oneself. It is to bow down the head like a bulrush and to lie in sackcloth and ashes. Will you call this a fast a day acceptable to the Lord? Is not this the fast that I choose to loose the bonds of injustice, to undo the thongs of the yoke, to let the oppressed go free and to break every yoke? Is it not to share your bread with the hungry and to bring the homeless poor into your house? When you see the naked to cover them, do not and not to hide yourself from your own kin. Then your light shall break forth like the dawn and your healing shall spring up quickly. Your vindicator shall go before you. The glory of the Lord shall be your rear guard. And then you shall call and the Lord will answer. You shall cry for help and he will say, here I am. If you remove the yoke from among you, the pointing of the finger, the speaking of evil, if you offer your food to the hungry and satisfy the needs of the afflicted, then your light shall rise in the darkness and your gloom be like the noonday. The Lord will guide you continually and satisfy your needs in parched places. 
and make your bones strong, and you shall be like a watered garden, like a spring of water whose waters never fail. Your ancient ruins shall be rebuilt, and you shall raise up the foundations of many generations. You shall be called the repairer of the breach. Okay, and so he's he's speaking. God is speaking about this. And if we go back to um to Zechariah seven, um, it is he's saying, you know, are you are you doing this for yourselves? You drink, you eat and drink. You do not eat and drink only for yourselves. Do you not do that only for yourselves? Do you not fast only for yourselves? And that's exactly what he's God is saying here in Isaiah. He's saying that you know that you're you're not choosing to humble yourself. That you're choosing to serve your own interest, you're you're choosing to fast, to quarrel, to fight, to say that I oh I did this and you didn't do that, and I'm I'm so righteous and, and you're not. And we all know how that how that feels, you know. People pointing the finger. He, he he used the word pointing the finger, you know. And so this is this is what we're looking at. This is this is exactly what we're looking at. And if we go um back back to Matthew. This is what this is what um, Jesus is talking about. He said that the hypocrites they disfigure their faces so as to show others that they are fasting. So they've and he says, truly I tell you they have received their reward. Where is their reward coming? It's coming from the world. It's coming from the world. And so let me go back and I'm gonna write this down because God actually pointed me straight to this verse in Isaiah. Um, again. And so when we go to <clears throat> Luke 16, go to Luke 16, and Luke 16, this is talked about a little bit. <clears throat> Not too much in depth, but it's talked about. It's just touched on. And it's called the law and the kingdom of God. And again, we're talking about fasting. The fasting. For anybody who's just um, joining us, we're talking about fasting. And we're on, um, which is concerning fasting, with this Matthew 6, 16. But we're looking at um, Luke 16 and 14 it says the Pharisees who were lovers of money heard all this and they ridiculed him they ridiculed Jesus so he said to them you are those who justify yourselves in the sight of others but God knows your hearts for what is prized by human beings is an abom abomination in the sight of God and so what does he say what does Jesus say in concerning fasting he says that Truly, I tell you, they have received their reward. They have received their reward in the world. They have received their reward from human beings. And, and he's saying here in Luke that his prize, what is prized by human beings is an abomination in the sight of God. The law and the prophets were in effect until John came. Since then, the good news of the kingdom of God is proclaimed and everyone tries to enter it by force. So there's people that are trying to enter the kingdom the, the kingdom of God by force 
We have others who people who are fasting and, and saying that they're doing certain things and they're, they're saying that they're, they're part of the kingdom of God and they're doing it by force. They're doing it, but they're doing it by their own interests. And they're trying to say that they are um, of God. But it is easier for heaven and earth to pass away than for one stroke of a letter in the law to be dropped. Anyone who divorces his wife and marries another commits adultery, and whoever marries a woman divorced from her husband commits adultery. And so, I, again, I, I, I think that the reason why Jesus included that there, because it's, again, we are married to, to God through um, these covenants, and through the new covenant of Jesus. And so this is, this is he's, he's, he's bringing this up for us to think about this, to think about, you know, um, our, um, the way that we carry ourselves when we do these things. And so this is, again, he's talking about us carrying ourselves in a certain way when we're fasting, to anoint ourselves with oil, to, to wash our face so that we don't look like we're suffering, so that people don't know that we're suffering. We're supposed to be doing this in secret. It's a private thing. It's between us and God. And so um, when we go to Luke 18, 9 through 14, there's an interesting verse here that God pointed me to to, again, talk about this, to talk about this um, this sacrifice and we talked about this a little bit in the last sermon about the prayer and the, and the sacrifice. And we talked about this a little bit um, before when we were talking about um, the um, the alms giving, the donation giving, the time giving, you know, um, giving your time. And this um, again, this is, this is Luke 18 and 9, the parable of the Pharisee and the tax collector. He also told this parable to some who trusted in themselves that they were righteous and regarded others with contempt. Two men went up to the temple to pray, one a Pharisee and the other a tax collector. The Pharisee standing by himself was praying thus, God, I thank you that I am not like other people, thieves, rogues, adulterers, or even like this tax collector. I fast twice a week. I give tenth of all my income. But the tax collector standing far off would not even look up to heaven, but was beating his breast, saying, God, be merciful to me, a sinner. I tell you, this man went down to his home justified rather than the other, for all who exalt themselves will be humbled, but all who humble themselves will be exalted. And, the, you know, this speaks again to Revelation about the meek will inherit the earth. So this guy is, is, is you know, he's saying to God, he's proclaiming to God, like, I fast. I fast. I'm I'm a, I'm a, I'm fasting. I fast twice a week. I, I I give a tenth of my income. You know, this, these aren't the the things that God desires. So he, he he desires. What he desires is not the um the sacrifice. He desires the obedience, and and that goes back to um to Samuel, to First Samuel, when when Saul, um, you know, offered his unlawful sacrifice. God wants he wants obedience rather than sacrifice and he doesn't want you he doesn't like the um this boasting this this pride this prideful way of of, of you know again these Pharisees and these tax collectors the identity of these hypocrites proclaiming these things proclaiming that you know that they are you know they're they're fasting you know 
they're 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 looking dismal they're 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 you know this is how he described it this is how um jesus described it in concerning fasting you know they received their their reward from the world they proclaimed it they let everybody know and so when we go back to um to zechariah 8 <coughs> zechariah 8 <clears throat> There's a um, an interesting verse here in Zechariah 8, 18. It's called joyful fasting. Okay, and this is, this is very brief, very short. It says, The word of the Lord of hosts came to me, saying, Thus says the Lord of hosts, The fast of the fourth month and the fast of the fifth and the fast of the seventh and the fast of the tenth shall be seasons of joy and gladness and cheerful festivals for the house of Judah Therefore, love, truth, and peace. And, and what did he say when we read Isaiah? He said, your light shall break forth like the dawn. You know, when you follow him, follow his way of fasting, and he's saying to do it in secret, to, to anoint yourself, to wash your face, to don't make it seem like, you know, that you're fasting. You know, just, just go on about your, 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 your duties and your life and in your fasting and do it in secret. So that you, you're not seen by others, and it's just a joyful thing. We're supposed to en we're supposed to enjoy it, you know. For again, like we were saying before about the praying and the fasting, there are miracles that that occur at the end of that fasting. A lot of times, there's a threshold of um, I know in our personal experience, me and Ashley, after three days of fasting, the third day is like that breakthrough day, like like what he said, you know, your light shall break forth like the dawn, and so you know. Right now, even right now, this this exact period, this exact week is a very important time for fasting. Um, the 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 feast of of trumpets um, that is observed um, just <coughs> passed, and so it's a very important um, month of September to be fasting and praying. God is here with us, and He wants us to to do this. He wants us to um to be rewarded. For, for doing these things and we have to focus and so again like we read in um, in Luke 10 you know about uh, Martha and Mary and how, how how Martha was distracted by her many tasks we can't be distracted we can't be distracted by the things that we want we can't be distracted by our desires we can't be distracted by our temptations we have to, to obey him and to, to pray and to fast um, consistently and he said, it's a joyful thing. It's a, it's a celebratory thing. It's, it's, we, we do it, we can do it together. It doesn't have to just be one person. It can be groups of people. And so we know that, that those things are, are, are more, way more powerful when we do it, when we do these things together. And again, it's just a joyful thing. It's a celebratory thing. And so, um, when we go back again, um, we're going back to, um, to Ezra. It's another, um, verse that God pointed me to in Ezra just um, just in Ezra Ezra and this is Ezra 8 Ezra 8 Ezra 8 
Ezra 8 and line 21. It says, Fasting and prayer for protection. It says, Then I proclaimed a fast there at the river Ahava, that we might deny ourselves before our God to seek from him a safe journey. For ourselves, our children, and all our possessions. For I was ashamed to ask the king for a band of soldiers and cavalry to protect us against the enemy on our way. Since we had told the king that the hand of our God is gracious to all who seek him, but his power and his wrath are against all who forsake him. So we fasted and petitioned our God for this, and he listened to our enemy. And so we're going to skip up to um, line 31. And it, it talks about the um, the result. Then we left the river Ahava on the twelfth day of the first month to go to Jerusalem. The hand of our God was upon us, and he delivered us from the hand of the enemy and from ambushes along the way. We came to Jerusalem and remained there three days. On the fourth day, within the house of our God, the silver, the gold, and the vessels were weighed into the hands of the priest Merimoth, son of Uriah. And with him was Eleazar, son of Phinehas, and with them were the Levites. Josabad, son of Jeshua, and Nodiah, son of Benui. The total was counted and weighed, and the weight of everything was recorded. At that time, those who had come from captivity, the returned exiles, offered burnt offerings to the God of Israel, 12 bulls for all Israel, 96 rams, 77 lambs, and as a sin offering, 12 male goats. All this was a burnt offering to the Lord. They also delivered the king's commissions to the king's satraps and the governors of the province beyond the river, and they supported the people in the house of, of God. And so it, it says that the hand of God was upon us. He delivered us from the hand of the enemy and the ambushes along the way. So through that, that fasting and through that prayer, they were, they were delivered safely to their destination. God delivered that, that miracle, that breaking forth of the dawn that we, that we read about. And so that's why it's important for us to not be distracted, but to <coughs> consistently and to fervently pray and to fast. And, and we talked about that previously in the, in the last sermon about Elijah consistently, vigorously praying. And so we consistently, vigorously fast as well, too. And, and we, we have amazing results that come out of that and God is, is telling us you know that this is very very important and so um, when we go to um, Daniel 9 we have another example of this that, that God wants us to, to to look at and so we go to Daniel 9 it's a very interesting story about what Daniel went through in his praying and and his fasting he was praying and fasting again and it's it's actually called Daniel's prayer for the people it says in the first year of Darius son of Ahuserus by birth a Mede who became king over the realm of the Chaldeans in the first year of his reign I Daniel perceived in the books of the number of years that according to the word of the Lord to the prophet Jeremiah must be fulfilled for the devastation of Jerusalem namely 77 years 
Then I turned to the Lord God to seek an answer by prayer and supplication with fasting and sackcloth and ashes. I prayed to the Lord my God and made confession, saying, Ah, Lord, great and awesome God, keeping covenant and steadfast love with those who love you and keep your commandments. We have sinned and done wrong, acted wickedly and rebelled, turning aside from your commandments and ordinances. We have not listened to your servants, the prophets who spoke in your name to our kings, our princes and our ancestors. And to all the people of the land, righteousness is on your side, O Lord, but open shame as at this day falls on us, the people of Judah, the inhabitants of Jerusalem and all Israel, those who are near and those who are far away in all the lands to which you have driven them because of the treachery that they have committed against you. Open shame, O Lord, falls on us, our kings, our officials and our ancestors, because we have sinned against you. To the Lord our God belong mercy and forgiveness, for we have rebelled against him and have not obeyed the voice of the Lord our God by following his laws, which he set before us by his servants, the prophets. All Israel has transgressed your law and turned aside, refusing to obey your voice. So the curse and the oath written in the law of Moses, the servant of God, have been poured out upon us. Because we have sinned against you, he has confirmed his words which he spoke against us and against our rulers by bringing upon us a calamity so great that, that what has been done against Jerusalem has never been before been um, never before been done under the whole heaven. Just as it is written in the law of Moses, all this calamity has come upon us. We did not entreat the favor of the Lord our God, turning from our iniquities and reflecting on his fidelity. On his fidelity again we're, we're talking about um being um loyal and, and and um staying with the same person staying with the same you know of course we're talking about husband and husband and wife and, and that's why you used that that example earlier but he's talking about here staying um consistent and staying faithful to god so the Lord kept watch over this calamity until he brought it upon us. Indeed, the Lord our God is right in all that he has done, for we have disobeyed his voice. And now, O Lord our God, who brought your people out of the land of Egypt with a mighty hand and made your name renowned even to this day, we have sinned, we have done wickedly. O Lord, in view of all your righteous acts, let your anger and wrath, we pray, turn away from your city, Jerusalem, your holy mountain, because of our sins and the iniquities of our ancestors. Jerusalem and your people have become a disgrace among all our neighbors. Now, therefore, O our God, listen to the prayer of your servant and to his supplication. And for your own sake, Lord, let your face shine upon your desolated sanctuary. Incline your ear, O my God, and hear. Open your eyes and look at our desolation in the city that bears your name. We do not present our supplication before you on the ground of, your, of our righteousness, but on the ground of our great mercies. O Lord, hear, O Lord, forgive. O Lord, listen and act and do not delay. For your own sake, O my God, because your city and your people bear your name. And so he's, he's, he's praying and he's, he's fasting vigorously for, for God to intervene. And so... An interesting thing that um, at our church um, we had a an evangelist come in and he said that you know when we're praying and we're, when we're fasting that it, we're not doing it for the results that we're doing it for God and so it's not about what we like or what we would prefer but it, it's about what He would prefer His will be done Your will be done just just as Jesus said in um, when He was you know telling us how to pray 
in the Lord's Prayer. And so, again, he says that that the, um, that our Father, God, will reward us in secret as we are in secret. Okay? And so, <clears throat> when we go to, to Luke 12, when we go and we, you know, we have to think about, you know, sometimes we we are all a a people in a in a um a human race of wanting to to see results and so in Luke 12 it's an interesting verse that um Jesus presents us with about not worrying and it says um <clears throat> Do not worry. That's the that's the name of the section. And it says, He said to his disciples, Therefore, I tell you, do not worry about your life, what you will eat or about your body, what you will wear, for life is more than food, and the body more than clothing. Consider the ravens, they neither sow nor reap, they have neither storehouse nor barn, and yet God feeds them. Of how much more value are you than the birds? And can any of you by worrying at a single hour to your span of life, if then you are not able to do so small a thing as that, why do you worry about the rest? Consider the lilies, how they grow. They neither toil nor spin. Yet I tell you, even Solomon in all his glory was not clothed like one of these. But if God so clothes the grass of the field, which is alive today and tomorrow is thrown into the oven, how much more will he clothe you, you of little faith? And do not keep striving for what, are, what you are to eat, and what you are to drink and do not keep worrying for it is the nations of the world that strive after all these things again we're talking about the world again this continuing theme of the world and human things they strive for all of these things and your father knows that you need them instead strive for his kingdom and these things will be given to you as well do not be afraid little flock for it is your father's good pleasure to give you the kingdom Sell your possessions and give your alms. Make purses for yourselves that do not wear out. An unfailing treasure in heaven where no thief comes near and no moth destroys. For where your treasure is, there your heart will be also. And so when we are praying, when we're fasting, he's saying the light will break forth like the dawn. The, the treasure will, pre will present itself, the treasure of the kingdom of God. And he's saying for where your treasure is, there your heart will be also. And so, um, again, it's this, this continuing theme of, that God pointed me to, of knowing that we don't have to, to worry about the things that we are praying and that we're, that we're um, fasting for because God sees all of these things. He's not, he doesn't, he's not turning a blind eye to any of these things. It actually, <coughs> when we're praying and when we're fasting, it's something, this is, this is something that catches his attention and so here's a here's something interesting about this um another side of the worrying it's um in james 4 13 through 17 and it's, it's talking about boasting boasting about tomorrow and says come now you who say today or tomorrow we will go to such and such a town and spend a year there doing business and making money Yet you do not even know what tomorrow will bring. What is your life? For you are a mist that appears for a little while and then vanishes. Instead, you ought to say, if the Lord wishes, we will live and do this or that. 
as it is you boast in your arrogance all such boasting is evil anyone then who knows the right thing to do and fails to do it commits sin and we're saying that you know our focus is better to be put towards God that's this is what this is what Jesus is trying to tell us that we don't have to worry about tomorrow we don't have to proclaim and say tomorrow I'm going to do this tomorrow I'm going to do that pray to God that, that we even make it to tomorrow because tomorrow is not promised and we, we know this and so um, when we go again to um, Luke 11 and we, we read a little bit of this in the last um, sermon In Luke 11, 5 through 13, we read about <clears throat> persevering in our prayers. And it says, And he said to them, Suppose one of you has a friend. And you go to him at midnight and say to him, Friend, lend me three loaves of bread. For a friend of mine has arrived and I have nothing to set before him. And he answers from within. He answers from within. The interesting thing we're talking about with the heart. He answers from within. Do not bother me. The door has already been locked. And my children are with me in bed. I cannot get up and give you anything. I tell you, even though he will not get up and give him anything because he is his friend, at least because of his persistence, he will get up and give him whatever he needs. So I say to you, ask and it will be given you. Search and you will find. Knock and the door will be open for you. For everyone who acts receives and everyone who searches finds. And for everyone who knocks, the door will be opened. Is there anyone among you who, if your child asks for a fish, will give a snake instead of a fish? Or if a child asks for an egg, will give a scorpion? If you then who are evil know how to give good gifts to your children, how much more will the Heavenly Father give the Holy Spirit to those who ask him and so he's, he's saying that if you if you ask if you search if you're knocking and the, the door will be open to you if we fast if we pray if we're speaking to god if we're we're, we're asking jesus through our through our prayers and our, and our fasting and and in our conversations if we're consistently vigorously doing these things in, in truth and in secret and privately that the doors will be open to us the holy spirit will well up in, in inside of us and he will give the, the gifts. He will give the gifts of the Spirit. He will he will he will answer our prayers. He will make um um revelations be present in our lives. He will he will give us dreams and, 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 and let us see things that, that that um that we we pray for. He will create miracles in our lives. And and these this is this is the result. Again we go back to um what we read about Elijah. Elijah prayed vigorously and for three years and six months it didn't rain and so th these this is these are some of the things that we are able to do these are th some of the things that we are able to achieve through the holy spirit through jesus's sacrifice 
And so, but again, you know, um, just I just want to end on this. And we go back to Luke 10, 38. And I'm going to read it again. These are the things that we that we are able to achieve through God, through his promise. But we can't get distracted. We can't get distracted with our temptations. We can't get distracted with the, the things that we desire, that we desire, our desires. And it says, it says in Luke 10, 38. It says, Now as they went on their way, he entered a certain village where a woman named Martha welcomed him into her home. She had a sister named Mary who sat at the Lord's feet and listened to what he was saying. He, she listened to everything. But Martha was distracted by her many tasks. She was distracted by her many tasks. So she came to him and asked, Lord, do you not care that my sister has left me to do all the work by myself? Tell her then to help me. But the Lord answered her, Martha, you are worried and distracted by many things. There is need of only one thing. That's what he said. Only one thing. Mary has chosen the better part, which will not be taken away from her. Mary was listening attentively to God. She was attentively living, listening to Jesus. And when we listen, when we, when we knock, when we search, we receive it. For everyone who acts, receive, we receive it. For, for everything that, that we do in secret, the Father rewards in secret. He said the door will be open. The door will be open. How much more will the, will the Heavenly Father give the Holy Spirit to those who ask Him? That's what it says in Luke 11. That's exactly what it says. And so we, we can't get distracted. You know, God God is, um, is pressing me to say that, that we cannot get distracted, that that there are many things, many amazing things that he has in store for us for, through his Holy Spirit. Hallelujah. And we just have to continue to press forward consistently with, with, this, with our praying and with our fasting. And right now in this month, it is very important for us to be fasting once a, once a week, twice a week, whatever we feel like we can do. And then increase from there. You know, God is, um, it knows our hearts and he knows us. And so... Again, we don't have to worry, but we have to um, to put forth an effort and, and and come away from all distractions. You know, football, basketball. You know, other tasks that we got to do, excuses. You know, different things. There's just so many distractions, but we have to 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 stay consistent and we have to put our focus on Him and turn towards Him. He's going to give that Holy Spirit. He's going to give the gifts. He's going to make our light break forth like the dawn. And it's an amazing, beautiful thing in the Holy Spirit, in Jesus' name. And so, um, yeah, does anybody got any um, reflections? Let me go ahead and um, end it there. Got any reflections or anything? Um, I think just one of the things with me reflecting on this message today was um, understanding that belief, you know, like what that belief means. Because when he says that when we ask, and we knock and the door like they, it will be answered like 
you know, and, and things will be given to us, to what extent do we believe that that's true? And I think that really determines our success in life, um, no matter what it is. Because if we, depending on our belief, just like Jesus said when he, um, you know, walked amongst us, certain ones were healed, certain people were not, based on their belief. It was according to their faith that they were healed or not healed. So I think that's something that just really stands out is, you know, our, our ways of speaking through him is through the prayer. And, um, you know, when we pray, we have to believe what we're asking. Exactly. So that was something that stood out for me, that verse, when he said that, if you ask, like, you know, we, we can ask, we, we usually, we, we tend to want to ask, mm-hmm. Um, people that we know will give us things so we don't we don't go and ask somebody that we think might say no to us most of the time when we ask we already have an idea that they're more than likely going to say yeah because we think about that before we ask for anything so i just say that to say like you know we how much do we believe in jesus to really ask him for things and have that same belief knowing like okay if, if i ask jesus I'm, I'm def- this is definitely, you know, he's definitely going to give it to me. Right. Like in the same way, if you would ask your parents for something in need or somebody that you know always helps you out, you know this person will always help you out. So Jesus has helped us out so many times already in life and so many things. He's answered so many prayers. So we got to begin to come to him and have that same belief. And that was, that was my reflection for today. <clears throat> Yeah. So um if if um that's um all the reflections that we have today, we'll go ahead and end it here. Mm-hmm. We are running out of time. It, it, this um Zoom session is getting ready to, oh, to kick us think? off and so um the next um sermon we'll be talking about the sound eye. And again we touched on that a little bit in um earlier and uh, some of the other sermons and so we'll we'll go into that and i hope everybody got a lot out of this um this sermon i hope that god spoke to you personally that jesus spoke to you personally and delivered a personal message to all of you guys hallelujah have hallelujah have a blessed have a, day have a wonderful shabbat everybody yep. blessings blessings bye bye <laughs>